Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Fun Sun and Income podcast for Saturday, September 10th. I am your host, Rich Sandera, coming to you live from the Fun Sun and Income garage here in Woodbury, Minnesota. How's everybody doing? It's uh, the fucking uh, temperature dropped the last two days here in the Twin Cities faster than Tim Walls fucking dropped millions of jobs two years ago. Um, wow. Um, I'm fucking freezing my ass off. I forgot to grab a hoodie before I came out here to start recording. But, uh, you know that what that means when the weather starts churning, it's fucking football season. Fucking right. NFL openers tomorrow. Tomorrow's 9-11. Um, it's going to be a crazy day. What the fuck? Planes flying ahead. It sounds like a fucking missile is getting dropped on us. I don't know if you guys hear, heard that with this uh, directional microphone. Um, but yeah, tomorrow's the NFL opener. Um, a lot of people have been waiting for this day for a long time. Just want to... Uh, uh, look up the uh, the schedule for tomorrow. The, uh, the my Steelers are uh, taking on the Cincinnati Bengals, the fucking Bungles, and I'm excited because since the Vikings don't play until three twenty, that means the Steelers game is being televised here in the Twin Cities. On CBS. So I'll be decked out in my Najee Harris jersey. We're going to have brunch with uh, with Chrissy's parents tomorrow. So that'll be fun. We haven't really uh, gotten to spend a whole lot of time with them since we got back from our honeymoon. So it'll be good to have some uh, some breakfast with uh, with Ron and Jan. And the Vikings take on the Packers. At uh, 320, 325, I guess, to be uh, particular. What else we got? Uh, we got the Saints, Falcons at noon. The Browns and Carolina. Baker Mayfield takes on the Browns, his former team. That should be interesting. We got the Niners and the Bears. The Eagles and the Lions, that'll be a freaking entertaining game. Not. We got the Colts and the, I wanted to say the Houston Oilers just now. Holy shit. The Houston Texans. Got the Patriots and the Dolphins. That one will be good. Got the Ravens and the Jets. Just mark that up as a loss already for the Jets. Holy shit. Can you can you be a more shittier organization than the Jets? Like, when's the last time the Jets were fucking relevant? Vinny Testaverde? Wayne Trebet? Wayne Crebet? Got Jacksonville and the Commanders. Washington Commanders. You got the, uh, moving to the late games. You got the Giants and the Tennessee Titans. I was just talking to one of my regulars yesterday. Uh, I don't think uh, I don't think Derrick Henry's going to mass as many yards as he did last year. He took a beating last year. 
probably going to lower his reps for the year. You got the Chiefs at Arizona. Hmm, okay. That'll be good. Got the Raiders and the Chargers, a rematch of that Week 18 uh, overtime game where the Steelers, um, I guess, backed their way into the playoffs. <laughs> Thank you for not screwing that one up last year. And you got that uh, the Packers-Vikes at 325. Sunday Night Football, the Buccaneers and the Cowboys. Cowboys have already been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, even though they play in the shittiest fucking division in the in the league. And then Monday Night Football, you got the Broncos and the Seahawks. Fucking uh, Russell Wilson takes on his former team. I wonder what kind of reception he's going to get when he uh, when he travels back into his old his old stadium. So yeah, that's the lineup. Um. This past Thursday, we had our uh, the NFL kickoff game. The Bills absolutely destroyed, destroyed the Super Bowl champion, L.A. Rams. How good are the fucking Buffalo Bills right now? Holy shit. Like, you know, I I had them on a parlay with the Twins, and we'll, uh, we'll talk about the Minnesota Twins here in a little bit. But I had a two-team parlay on Thursday. And uh, even though I had a, you know, I'm a huge fan of the Bills. Like, not obviously not. I'm not going to watch their games or root for them, whatever, like that, because I am a Steelers fan. And uh, but I really like what they're doing with their team. Holy shit! How good does does uh, Stephon Diggs look? Holy fuck! Like he he tripped over his own foot crossing the fucking goal line, and he and he still made the fucking catch on the ground. Like Vikings should have never fucking let him go. But that's what Minnesota sports teams do. We just fucking groom our players for other fucking teams. We're like the fucking, like the minor leagues of every other fucking team. But uh, no, the Bills are good. I was, I knew that they were going to win, but I was rooting against them because as a Steelers fan, you got to get past Buffalo somehow. And it would have been nice for the Buffalo Bills to start off their season with a loss. Um, yeah, but they're super fucking good. So, um, yeah. So speaking of the Minnesota Twins. Has anyone shit the bed worse after fucking an all-star break than the Twins? Holy fuck. I mean, I don't know what their record is um, since the all-star break, but it's not good. Um, fucking, uh, was it Wednesday? can't remember what day it was. But uh, North St. Paul grad Louis Varley made his debut. And uh, that was the first game of the doubleheader. And this is just evidence that the fucking Minnesota Twins coaching staff is the worst coaching staff in all of fucking baseball. They are primarily responsible. I mean, obviously the players have to go out and freaking perform on the field, but they're responsible for probably fucking 90% of our losses. Like, do not know how to manage a fucking game. And Louis Varley was absolutely dealing Dealing. I think he'd only given up like two fucking hits. Two or three hits, whatever it was. And I don't remember exactly his line, but I think he I think he got they took him out in the sixth. And who knows what his pitching count was, whatever, but it doesn't fucking matter what his fucking pitch count was. Um here's the fucking problem. 
the Twins have been going to their fucking bullpen so fucking early. And I don't watch every single game, so I'm not claiming I'm, I'm a fucking expert or anything. But when you've been, when you've been, what is with the fucking planes today? Holy shit. I feel like I'm in fucking Hiroshima. Anywho, um, when you've been going to your bullpen a lot and your bullpen is beat up and they don't have the fucking confidence and they've been blowing fucking saves, blowing fucking leads. Why are you, when you got a fresh fucking arm that just got called up, that's making his fucking debut and he's fucking dealing. Why? Why, 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 why would you give a fuck if you overpitch him? I mean, he was just freaking brought up to the Saints just like three or four weeks ago. So it's not like he's fucking, you know, let him fucking deal. Let him fucking keep pitching. Give your bullpen a fucking break, especially for the fact that you got another fucking game coming up 20 minutes after the fucking first one ends. You're going to be using your fucking pitchers all fucking day. They've been beat up for fucking weeks. You got a fresh arm in there in the sixth inning who's fucking dealing for your fucking team. But no, you're going to preserve the fresh arm who's hot. You're going to take him fucking out. And I think it was either the batter after he got taken out or the batter after that fucking hits a fucking home run. Now the fucking dude freaking loses his fucking opportunity for a win in his fucking debut. Now your team is fucking not confident anymore. They're fucking blowing shit. I just don't fucking understand it. Don't fucking understand it. Another thing I don't understand is last night, on a Friday night, the Twins are taking on Cleveland. In the middle of a pennant race with freaking 30 games to go. And on a Friday night in the twin fucking cities. As me as a bartender, I'm fucking putting the twins game on TV, right? I'm getting ready, getting my TVs all ready so I don't have to fuck around and have fucking people, hey, put the twins game on. So I'm getting all my fucking TVs ready for the freaking, you know, the, the pregame show, the twins live. Get it on fucking Valley Sports North, right? 6.30 comes around, and they got this fucking show on about fucking auto racing. I mean, well, that's strange. Well, I didn't have I didn't have time to fucking look at it, right? I didn't have time to look, look into it. Hey, maybe it's on another TV station, blah, 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 blah. 7 o'clock comes around, and the Twins fucking game ain't on. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I go on my MLB app, and it says that it's on Apple TV. I'm like, okay, well... We don't have Apple fucking TV. So I go to find the freaking uh, the newspaper. And sure as shit, on a Friday night in the Twin Cities, they made last night's fucking game only available on streaming. In the middle of a pennant race. And you want my fucking people to freaking sign up for fucking apple plus i mean i get it i get it the world is going to streaming everyone's cutting the cord 
Chrissy and I, we haven't cut the cord yet just because like people are telling me like it's like 85 bucks a month for fucking Hulu Live. Well, that's great. Well, my cable and internet bill every single month is 160 bucks. So if you add up the fucking Hulu Plus, the fucking Netflix, the fucking Amazon Prime, the fucking, you know, whatever the hell else, HBO Max, fucking Paramount, all this shit, add it all up, plus your internet bill each month, you're going to spend way more than 160 bucks. So for us, it doesn't make fucking sense. And I'm just a good old-fashioned fucking cable person, Xfinity. I know they fucking bend me, bend me over every single fucking month. With my bill. But I'm a loyal customer. Yeah, so, um, you know, I get it. Um, we got some MLB rule changes. Um, what were they? Uh, they're limiting the shifts which is awesome. I love that fucking rule. Love that rule change. I think the fucking shift is the worst thing ever for fucking baseball. Um, yeah. Eliminating the shifts. Um, what else? They're making the big, and I, and I haven't read into this. I just read the headline. I didn't read into like the specifics of this, but I don't get it. Why are you making the bases bigger? I, I what, what are you gonna have a fucking like helicopter launch pad there? Like, I, I, what what good is gonna come out of fucking making the bases bigger? Like, I don't understand that one. But apparently, they're trying to say that it's it's gonna keep the keep play going, like get more offense. I I don't fucking know. Um, and what was the other one? To Oh, um, <clears throat> what was the other? What was the other one? You got bases bigger, eliminating the shifts. Oh, and a pitch, a uh, fucking pitch clock. All right, I'm gonna tell you guys a story. I was at the Twins game two Sundays ago, and uh, so obviously, so so apparently, this pitch clock has been tested out in the minor leagues, and apparently, it you know lowers, it reduces the uh, the length of the game. Uh, keeps the action going. And when I was at the Twins game two weeks ago, um, I was on a beer and inning pace. So let's just say I was having a great time. I was watch. I was watching the game. We were really watching the game too. And uh, next thing I know, it's the freaking top of the seventh inning, and I'm pretty fucking hammered. And um, yeah. I was like, holy shit, this game is really flying by. <laughs> and they didn't have any fucking pitch clock, okay? So if people there at the stadium are having a great time and having a great experience, then this rule change with a fucking pitch clock is only, only for the television audience. That's all it is. That's all it is. They're gearing the game for TV only. Fuck the people who are, you know, fuck the 50,000 people who, you know, made uh, a visit to Target Field or fucking Yankee Stadium or whatever the fuck, insert freaking stadium here. Fuck them that, you know, took time out of their day to, you know, gather up the kids 
fucking bring them to the park and, you know, fuck them. Fuck them and the freaking money that they're spending on concessions and fucking $10 beers. Fuck them. Let's cater to the fucking lazy motherfuckers who are sitting on their fucking couch watching the game. Let's cater to the people who, you know, well, I guess the, when you look at it that way. Um, let's cater to the people who are going out to the bars and supporting Rich's income. All right, I guess, yeah, that's fine. Okay, all right. I fucking talked myself out of it. But I just, you know, it, the game is fine. The game is fucking fine how it fucking is. Um, you're not going to fucking attract any new fans to fucking Major League Baseball. Oh, guess what? They have a pitch clock. Sweet, I'll watch it now. I wasn't going to fucking watch it at all, but you know, now now that there's 20 seconds in between pitches, like I'll fucking watch it. How 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 much how much shorter do you think you're going to make the game by instituting a pitch clock? Cuz I can guarantee you, like I've I've pitched before like in in you know, junior high Ninth grade ball. I, I pitched. I pitched JV. Um, I think my uh, my one my one stat I had. <laughs> I pitched against Creighton. I think I lasted two innings. I fucking gave up like fourteen runs against Creighton. That was a good. Yeah. So what is that? Two times nine. Uh, two, two times two times fourteen. That's twenty eight divided by nine. My two times fourteen. Twenty eight divided by nine. That's no. No, no, no. That's how you 14 times nine. So that's 100, 131 divided by two. My ERA is 65. <laughs> 65.50. That's my official Humboldt Hawks pitching stat line. I have an ERA of 65.5. And uh yep, I think I took the loss on that one officially in the uh, in the box score in the St. Paul Pioneer Press. Um, but here's what here's here's my point is that pitching is fucking tiring. When you're throwing fucking 50 to 60 pitches, you know, and I'm just saying high school, whatever, but if you're pitching fucking, you know, whatever, however many pitches, between pitches, you need your fucking break. You need to get t- catch a fucking breather, take a deep breath, relax. Not only not, not only is it physically draining, it's fucking mentally draining because you gotta, you know, you're it's a fucking it's a chess game. And if you're trying to shorten the game by instituting a pitch clock to help speed up the game, all you're going to do is exhaust these pitchers even more, which is going to lead to more hits, which is, I mean, whatever. If you're looking for more offense, awesome. That Because that's exactly what it's going to create. It's going to create more offense. And you're going to go through pitchers faster, but by creating more offense, you're keeping the teams on the fucking field. So in reality, you're going to elongate the game rather than shorten it. So you got to, yeah, what do you want? Do you want more entertainment, which is going to mean more offense and keeping the teams on the field, keeping the, you know, uh, teams up to bat? <clears throat> or do you want to shorten the game because you want to attract more viewers or keep, keep more viewers? It's it you got you can't have both. You're gonna have one or the other. So by them saying that they wanna shorten the game, it's not gonna happen. You're still gonna have your fucking three hour baseball game no matter what. That's just how I see it.
Anywho, um, I don't typically talk about sports on the podcast. I think I've only talked about sports maybe a couple of times. So that's it's. I, I'm a huge sports fan. Uh, I'm gonna do more of it. I'm gonna do more of it. You know. Um, I got two bets on the Steelers for this NFL season. I got uh, I got the Steelers seventy five to one to win the Super Bowl, which is probably a crapshoot, especially with how good Buffalo looked. And uh, what else? Oh yeah, um, the win total. I already talked about this on a previous episode. I it's the easiest money out there. Go and fucking put your fucking your life savings on it. Steelers are minus 105 at seven and a half game win total for the season. They are not, I repeat, there is zero chance for them to go seven and 10 this year. They will win eight games. They're going to win eight games. They haven't had a losing fucking season in 20 fucking years. They're going to win eight games. Fucking take out a second mortgage for your house and make that bet. But yeah, I'm going to talk more sports on the podcast. Easy to talk about. A lot of people love it. Not You may not love me talking sports. But uh, yeah, big part of my life. NFL football. Dun, 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 dun. Starts tomorrow. What else is happening in the news? Uh, Queen Elizabeth passed away. And uh, this is where I might get a little freaking little rant in. People are fucking clueless. I'm actually wearing, I didn't even realize this, how ironic is this? I'm actually wearing a uh, an England soccer shirt right now, which is anti the shirt I was wearing like two months ago, um, which was my uh, 4th of July, George Washington says, suck it, England um, shirt. But um, yeah, I just, I just happened to throw this shirt on. So it's whatever. I'm not, I'm not, whatever. Oh God, these people fucking piss me off. But, you know, social media was flooded with, um, with memorials to, uh, to, to Queen Elizabeth and, you know, Whatever. Like, I just, I just don't understand how people, and this is one of the things that's fucking making the world a shitty fucking place, um, is people's fucking distaste and just fucking lewd fucking no couth, no fucking couth. Come on. A fucking respected figure passed away and... And you're going to fucking drag her through the fucking mud for something that she wasn't even personally responsible for? So, obviously, um, the United Kingdom was just that. It was a fucking kingdom. It was a, it was an empire. And if you know anything about history, um, you know, way back when, 
Britain, Great Britain, um, starting amassing colonies, starting with the American colonies, and then, well, maybe not starting with the American colonies. I'm just saying in a list-wise, starting with the American colonies. And, you know, colonies in the Caribbean, colonies in fucking the uh, Far East, you know, um, Hong Kong. You had Indian colonies. You had African colonies. They were the shit. Okay, Great Britain, United Kingdom was the fucking shit. They were it. Obviously, with any um, empire, especially back then, 700, 600, 500, 400 years ago, every single empire um, condoned the use of slavery. I'm not sticking up for slavery. I'm not slaving, say, saying slavery was, was uh, is, is a good thing or was a good thing. I'm merely stating fucking facts. Every fucking, every empire used slavery. And if you want to dispute that, if you're trying to say that I'm fucking a fan of slavery or trying to apologize for it or whatever, you know what I'm saying, then go back and listen to my Juneteenth episode. Okay? Oh, Chrissy just texted me. Yep, I'll get to you. I'll get to back to you, honey. Um. Yeah, go back and listen to my Juneteenth episode if you think I'm trying to freaking stick up for fucking slavery. I'm not. I'm just stating facts. Every fucking empire, including the United States of America, used slavery. The Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth, took over the throne during a visit to Africa. She learned of King George's passing while she was on a trip, a visit to, I believe, Nigeria. And she immediately took the throne. So if you know anything about the fall of colonization, colonization, there you go, you know that... The it started happening right after World War II. Now think back about where Great Britain was and England was and the United Kingdom. Think back to where they were immediately after World War II. They were fucking broke as fuck. Okay. They had just gotten their fucking, you know, London just got fucking bombed to shit. They even had to take out a loan with or from the United States. To rebuild their fucking country. They didn't have the fucking money. To fucking. To support their fucking empire anymore. Plus. You know. We had just. You know. Liberated the Jews. You know. um, And. And all these British colonies started. You know. Um yelling for for their freedom and rightfully so okay and you know so this is where you start getting the um the call for independence from india from a lot of different um caribbean nations um hong kong um everything and again i'm not I'm not a history expert. I'm a history fan. And so if I'm misquoting dates and, you know, countries and all this stuff, whatever, I apologize. But you get the fucking gist. When 
when the queen took her throne, that happened at the exact same time as the beginning of the fall of colonization. So combine that with the fact that the royal family is separate from the British government. The only... The, oh, God, I'm, I'm getting pissed. The fucking royal family has no fucking say whatsoever in policy, in governmental policy in the UK. They're simply a, just a fucking, you know, a formality, fucking um, figureheads. They can influence policy, but they have no fucking say. And I got to wrap this up here in the next 40 seconds because I can only record 30 minutes of a time for each segment. So anyway, but while I, what I'm saying is all these fucking calls on social media for fucking Queen Elizabeth. Oh, you're a fucking colonizer and you treated people badly. No, if you dig, do any dig deep, dig deep digging, you will see that Queen Elizabeth actually did the most in British history to freaking bring freaking relationships between England and, and these uh, African um uh, colonies together stronger and she did not she was re not responsible for any of it so know your fucking facts before you fucking speak up it is impossible for her to fucking do anything that even it, it the problem lasted long before that with that guys that's the podcast have have a good week all right i, <clears throat> I jumped the gun there all right i've only had like two cups of coffee here and uh my mind is not fresh, and uh, I thought I had to bring it into in for a fucking landing there when I could have just when I could have realized I could have just started a new fucking segment, and now I got another thirty minutes. I'm not going to keep you here for another thirty minutes. I'm just just wanted to tie it all together here um, for a second, so you get what I'm fucking saying. <clears throat> How is Queen Elizabeth responsible for colonization when? decolonization started happening immediately when she took the fucking throne. That is like saying that I, as a white person, am responsible for fucking slavery that happened six fucking generations ago. <clears throat> I had nothing to fucking do with it. Just because I represent the people who were responsible, or I come from, I should say, I don't represent anything about it, but just because I come from the people who are responsible for participating in it does not mean that I am responsible, that I personally am responsible. So you get what I'm saying. Just because Queen Elizabeth came from the country or represents the country that was responsible for participating in it does not mean that she personally is responsible for it. Especially when you combine that with the fucking fact 
that the fucking royal family has no fucking direct influence in fucking public fucking policy, especially fucking with their with their colonies. She's just a figurehead. Just like King Charles is now just a figurehead. And again, I'm not a fucking expert. I may be completely fucking wrong, but in my eyes and all the fucking digging and all the history that I've learned over the fucking years, just a figurehead. They can influence public policy just like a fucking lobbyist or anything like here, whatever in the Twin Cities or in the Twin Cities in the United States, but they're not directly responsible. They have no fucking no no bearing on fucking public policy. So I hope that makes fucking sense. So for all these people out there that are fucking in at the time of her fucking death, dragging her through the fucking mud. Seriously, read, read a fucking history book. <clears throat> Your ignorance is fucking very apparent. And when you continue to make fucking statements about shit you don't know about and have demonstrated that you have no fucking desire to even learn, you're going to continue to look stupider and stupider every fucking day. And while I'm on that topic, I have one more topic I want to rant about. And I actually, I think I posted about this a few weeks back. Um, let me see if I can find it. Ah, probably take me too long, but I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to this. COVID has changed <clears throat> a lot in in our lives. Um, obviously, um, the world shut down March of 2020. Um, I think I can't remember the the exact um, number of people who um, applied for unemployment. But a, I wouldn't say a large number of those that filed are still um, collecting. A large majority of people went back to work. I would I would I would just guesstimate it at like ninety five percent, right? So like, but it changed a lot in um, people's um, perspectives um, about work. Um, a large majority of people. Um, recognized that that was their opportunity to um, either leave their positions and find other companies that would treat them better, that would uh, give them better pay, better working conditions, uh, etc. Um, a large majority of people also left their positions and realized that they wanted to be in control um, of their lives more and maybe started their own business. Um, and there are some people who just chose not to go back to work at all. And, um, you know, maybe are, you know, stay at home, mom, stay at home, dads, um, you know, wh whatever the case may be. The result of that is that companies are still in a bind um, when it comes to finding employees. 
And the further result of that is that employees are having to accept whatever help they can get. Are you following me here? Um, It was recently just uh, told by me by uh, a friend that she is becoming increasingly frustrated at her workplace because she feels like she's a valuable employee. She feels like she goes above and beyond um, what is expected of her and which makes her feel good. But at the same time, because um, her employer is forced to accept whatever help they can get, these employees, um, when they don't do their job up to um, <clears throat> up to what should be expected, the, the spotlight then shifts on those employees who normally do what they're expected or normally go above what's expected. And when they don't perform to how they should expect or be expected, they get a talking to. And which brings me to the point of this is if you are a business owner, if you are leading a, a, a team of people, if you if you are an employer, right now is such a critical time for your business. You need to recognize the people in your company that are going above and beyond. Don't take it for granted. You need to not only recognize the people that are going above and beyond for your company. Um, Not only do you need to thank them for doing so much to keep your business running, but you need to step up and be a leader and handle, handle the people who aren't willing to put your company on their backs who are only there for a paycheck and another fucking plane is fucking going over. What the fuck? You need to, you need to deal with the the employees that are only there for their own fucking personal reasons. And I, and I, and and I will, I'll backtrack on that a little bit. Everyone's there for their own personal reasons. I mean, fucking look up Maslow's fricking hierarchy of needs. Fucking, you know, they need to feel included. They want the, you know, it's the social aspect, the financial aspect. Now, obviously everyone's got fucking bills to pay. So everyone is there for their own personal reasons, but the employees that genuinely want to help your business, business succeed because they care about you and they care about their coworkers and they're willing to help out, you know, their coworkers in busy times and, you know, whatever personal times, etc. Those are the ones that you need to fucking make happy and and keep happy. Because if you don't, the reason why good employees leave 
is because they see that shitty employers are uh, employees are tolerated. When you make an example out of a good employee for and I'm sorry for I'm at a loss for fucking words here, but when you make an example out of an employee for in the rare occurrence that they don't do their job correctly compared to a shitty employee not doing what's expected of them regularly and you just freaking let it go and 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 you just make excuses for them like oh yep oh so and so didn't do their job again and you can and you continue to let that happen that's when the good employees leave that's when the good employees say you know what i'm just going to fucking float through fucking life and i'm just going to do what's a mi- the minimum required of me so that i don't get fired that's when em- the good employees start to resent their jobs, their employers, and their happiness starts going down and they, they start, they start, they stop being excited to come to work. Um, and that's when the overall morale of the team and the overall productivity of the team, um, plummets. And especially in these times where employers are scrambling to find good, hardworking, happy employees, that's when employers, this is when employers need to really refocus and stop settling, stop settling for anyone that's willing to punch in for them. So I hopefully, hopefully that hits home if you're a business owner. Um, yeah, um, just kind of greatly, uh, greatly troubled me when I, um, when my friend uh, talked to me about that recently. So just wanted to, if you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, I posted about that very topic. Uh, And again, um, if you follow me on Instagram, I also uh, put up a reel um, about how written word is, uh, you can't really get your, your tone across. And a lot of times when I put written posts out, people um misconstrue my my written post out as me yelling and um you know just being an asshole and if you listen to my tone just now um you can you can tell that uh that i'm being genuine that i'm really trying to help my business owner friends um you know be successful um treat your employee treat your great employees great and handle the ones that aren't there to fucking put you, put your company on their backs. So hope that makes sense. Hopefully uh, y'all get an amen um, from that. Um, but with that, I am going to really wrap it up this time. Um, a couple uh, parting notes. Um, sec- check out the um, the auction site funsonanincome.com backslash auctions. Currently, we have a signed autographed 
Shooter McGavin from Happy Gilmore framed photo. He actually wrote, uh, signed it, I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast, um, which is awesome. The uh, the winning bid, current winning bid right now is from April Ferguson, uh, $225. Um, the auction will end Monday at midnight. So um, so make sure you go and visit that site, funsonandincome.com backslash auctions. Also, within this last week, I started my own online store. So if you would like to support me and build the brand uh, and help me out a little bit, get that word out there, um, go to uh, go to funsonandincome.com, uh, click on online store, and you'll see uh, shirts, hoodies. Um, what else do I got on there? Coffee mugs. Um, you know, spend whatever, spend whatever you can. Help uh, help me build the brand and and um, expand. Um, if you are one of the first twenty shoppers uh, on the site. Use the promo code podcast and you get 10% off on your order. Also, um, I'm running a promotion right now for the entire month of September that uh, if you um, spend $49 or more either on um, the uh, online store, if you are a winner, uh, if you are a winning bid on any of the auctions, or if you spend $49 or more on a secret products, nutrition, and or skincare, you will be entered into a raffle um, to win a Ferris Bueller uh, framed photo, which is freaking awesome. Like everybody knows how big of a fan of Ferris Bueller I am. And so, um, yeah, so if you spend $49 or more on secret products uh, on my online store for apparel and merchandise, or if you're a winning bid on any of the memorabilia auctions that I hold in September, you will win. Uh, you'll be entered to win a uh, Ferris Bueller framed photo. So uh, anything else? Um, I recently pushed everything out to a lot more different uh, platforms. So instead of just being on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor FM, now I'm on iHeartRadio. I'm on Amazon Podcast, Amazon Prime. I'm on iHeartRadio and Audible. I believe those are it. So I'm on like eight different uh, platforms now, so you can choose which one is best for you. And um, don't forget to rate this show. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to uh, share it with your friends because that's the only way that I get out is word of mouth. So with that, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. We will see you next week. Have a great weekend and enjoy NFL football tomorrow. Take care.